Ladies and gentlemen, it is, of course, Tuesday. Welcome to the Conflict of Interest. Uh, as of now, it, it's just myself, but I want to introduce my co-host. He's always here. Everyone, please welcome my co-host, my better half, Peter D.B. Ah! That's not <laughs> Peter. A. Rich. How you doing, buddy? Yes, yes. A. Rich. Akeem Richens. Um, I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know me, get to know me. If you don't know us, get to know us. Peter did. My twin last week did an amazing job, by the way, yesterday. Uh, uh, last week. I'm sorry. Uh, shout out Peter DiBiase for holding it down for last week's show. How you doing, Dan? I'm good, man. The The draft is over. It was it was a long weekend of, you know, refreshing the phone, checking Twitter, watching the watching the draft on the NFL Network ESPN, if that's your go to. Uh, but we have quite the show for you guys today. We got Kim out here. Let's do this. He, he says, great draft. Kate says, hello. Hello, Kate. How you doing? Um, we're, we're not wasting any time, eh, Rich? So let's get into your initial draft grade for the Buffalo Bills. Now, we've had almost, I don't want to say a week, we've had almost a week since the first round pick to consume what the Buffalo Bills have done, but but you've had a few days now since the Bills were up on Saturday. Uh, what are your What is your initial draft grade for the Buffalo Bills? Uh, initial draft grade for the Buffalo Bills, my initial draft grade, uh, I thought it was a solid draft. For the Buffalo Bills, because you let's think about where we are, right? We're one of the better teams in the NFL. So being one of the better teams in the NFL, you're going to pick late, right? So where we were selected, where we were selecting our picks and the guys that we came up with, I came up with the overall grade of a of a B. I think a B grade is a solid score. I think the Buffalo Bills drafted for for need as well as best player available. I know usually Brandon Bean says, hey, I want to draft best player available, best player available. And in previous years, I, I believe so. But I think this year, I think he blended well uh, having needs and drafting needs along with getting the best player available. And I think that was a, was a, a combined grade of a B. Okay. Uh, a, a B, a B for the Buffalo Bills. Two B's already in the name. Um, conflict of interest. If you guys don't know, you know we normally try to uh, disagree with each other, see see the other point of view. But uh, no, <laughs> I agree 100. percent Hey, Rich. Um, originally, you know, me and you have gone back and forth on minuses, pluses, how it works. But I'm gonna go with a solid B as well for the Buffalo Bills. It, it's been it's been a lot to consume. A lot of new faces, a lot of new players, new positions for this team. And we'll get into it. I want to say hello to some more people in the comments. We got Brent out here saying good draft. Melani says aloha from Hawaii. Thank you for coming out. Lone Wolf says still in the suit. You know it, buddy. Dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. I love doing this, and I want to show you guys that. Kate says it was a good draft. Uh, Dave says let's go. Of course, smash that like button if you haven't already. A uh, question from Lone Wolf before we get going, A. Rich. How would you compare this draft to Bean's past drafts? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one to kick off, Rich. And it's okay. it's just like, I don't think you're going to touch the Josh Allen draft. I, I don't think you can. Drafting that franchise quarterback, and obviously we can't, we can't discuss that right now because we don't know what these guys are going to do. As of now, we're still figuring out who these players are, if they're going to make the team, mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of factors. Um, mm -hmm. 
So I, I can't tell you this, Lone Wolf, but I will tell you, I want you to keep this question for a couple of years down the line and, and we will discuss it at that time. Hey, Rich, what are your thoughts? And I think, Lone Wolf, I think this is an excellent question. Uh, how I compare this to the years past, uh, I think about it like this, right? We know now Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, and the Buffalo Bills staff, they know how to construct a team and put a winning team out on the football field. They know how to uh, come back from the dead like the Buffalo Bills were before this regime come in and make this a competitive ball club, make this a, 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 a playoff year in and year out football team. But now the Buffalo Bills are on a level where now we have to go over the top now, right? Can mm -hmm. Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott construct the team to take them over the top? And that's where we're at right now. We know that they know how to fill out a roster. We know that they know how to fill out a, a perennial playoff team. Now it's uh, taking that team over the top to the next level, and that's hoisting that Lombardi trophy. So we'll see uh, if Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott can do that based on these draft picks now. Lofty goals for the Buffalo Bills. Th these rookies are going to be expected to do a lot right off the bat. Joey, what's up? How you doing, buddy? Okay, guys. First question, A. Rich. Yes. Did the Bills draft for need or best player available? Now, you mentioned you thought it was a little bit of a mix and match in this area, and I want to hear why Why you think that. Well, the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, if I, if I have to put percentages behind it, right, I think the Buffalo Bills went 60% uh, need, 40% best player available. Okay. Why, is, why is that? Because we all knew – the Buffalo Bills needed a cornerback. Everybody knew with Tredavis White and his ACL injury. with Levi Every, Everybody and their mama, A. Rich. Brandon Bean said he was yes. hearing it at the coffee shop. He was yes. hearing it down the street. He yes. was hearing it inside of his own head that yes. the Buffalo Bills needed a needed cornerback. A cornerback. Every, everybody knew the Bills needed a cornerback because of the departure of Levi Wallace and, and Trey White's uh, ACL injury. And the Buffalo Bills understood that. The organization realized that, hey, we actually do need a cornerback, and we went up two. Uh, we went up two selections to draft our guy to draft our cornerback, and I think they did so because it was a need, right? Now the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens they probably wouldn't have drafted Kyer Elam, but you never know if another team would have did like the Kansas City Chiefs did and swoop in and 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 trade up like they went and got uh, McDuffie out of Washington. So the Buffalo Bills didn't want that to happen. And they went to get their guy because cornerback was indeed a need for the Buffalo Bills. And Kyer Elam was the only guy that had a first round draft grade, according to the Buffalo Bills staff. So I really of course, think and Kyer was was definitely a need for the Buffalo Bills. Yes. I, I feel like one once that trade from Kansas City went down to go get McDuffie, Brandon Bean, and, and he said in his press conference, if you guys are unaware, he said he was calling teams between 20 and 24 to see what it would take to move up. And it seems Brett Veach in Kansas City just got on the phone a little quicker. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the Bills had McDuffie mm -hmm. on their first round uh, grades, mm -hmm. but I believe they probably did. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure uh, Trent McDuffie is a, a excellent cornerback coming out of college in his own right. I'm going to tell you, Rich, it, it surprised me because I think they drafted for need. Uh, I think <laughs> they went they went for need. Is there an instance where they went best player available in this draft? In my opinion, no, not really, because now, really, 
you, you may be able to argue Kyrie Lim okay. there at 24, but you also got to remember at that point, uh, Johnson, the defensive end that went to the Jets is still on the board, right? He went, he went a couple picks. He went at 29. There, there was still talent on the board. Not that I'm not happy with Kyrie Lim, and mm-hmm. we'll get to him in just a second. Mm-hmm. It was a glaring need. Cornerback mm-hmm. was a glaring need. Mm-hmm. Now, James Cook, the running back, it's not as much of a glaring need, but it was still a need because J.D. Mm-hmm. McKissick, mm-hmm. obviously the stuff with him happened, mm-hmm. and now you just have Duke Johnson, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Terrell Bernard in the third round, a need because we don't know what's happening with Tremaine Edmonds. We don't know how that situation is going to play out. The Bills need needed a linebacker not as bad as those other positions, and that's why I believe it waited until the third round. Now, Khalil Shakir, you can you can have. You can have that as a maybe not a need. I don't know if he was the best player available. I will say he was obviously the best player available in the case of the Buffalo Bills, who traded up to grab him mm-hmm. in that fifth round. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell me that Matt Ariza, the punt god, was the best player on the board? With that first pick in the sixth round, I I, I think Matt Ariza was a need for the Buffalo Bills. He was. That's my point. See? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was definitely he was a not, need for the Buffalo he Bills. He was not the best player available. Christian Benford, Luke Tenuta, Bale Inspector to finish off the draft. I was surprised because I really thought that this was going to be a draft, and and I've thought Brandon Bean's mindset was always, "Hey, BPA, BPA, we're always going to take the best guy." But there were needs on this football team, and they mm-hmm. met them. You can you can argue to me that it was 60-40, and, and I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. I just think it was more of for need. So let's get into the first pick, A Rich. Mm-hmm. With the with the 23rd pick in the NFL mm-hmm. draft, the Buffalo Bills select cornerback Kair Elam out of Florida. Uh so they moved up. The Buffalo Bills originally had pick 25. Yes. They moved yes. up to 23 and they lost their fourth round pick. If you guys are unaware, Elam is going to be wearing 24, like former Bills cornerbacks Terrence McGee and Stephon Gilmore. So three years at Florida for Elam. Uh, one of the reasons I believe they went up, they went up to get him, and the reason that they thought that he matched this team and the characteristics mm-hmm. is the fact that he's just a great guy. He's smart. He asks a lot of questions. They they showed him, you know, in the in the pre-draft process mm-hmm. about how how he acted, how he asked, you know, how do I become better? Those kind of questions you just feel like Brandon Bean falls in love with. Hey, Rich, I'm going to toss it over to you for some statistics. I have some advanced statistics. I, w- I want to see what you have on Kair Elam. Well, Kair Elam, in my opinion, is, is a fascinating pick for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, since 2019, 87.2 coverage grade, uh, seventh highest amongst SEC cornerbacks. We, are, I, we all know, or we should all know, the SEC is, is the granddaddy of college football. That's where majority now don't get me wrong there's great players all over the country but the sec is where you find jamar chases and you find trailing burks and you it's find this great- much much this much below the nfl the sec is right yes. there like it it is super close uh kenny lone wolf uh we will be talking about each draft pick in order so yep. we'll get to terrell bernard we'll get to matt Ariza. definitely uh kenny says he'd rather have elam than mcduffie uh may- maybe in the system maybe in the system but if if McDuffie was, you know, that much higher, we don't know Brandon Bean's draft board. I don't want to get into that. We have right. Kyrie Elam. I think we're stoked for it. A hey, Rich, continue. I think Kyrie Elam is an excellent pick for the team. Why? Because 
I always wanted something for the Buffalo Bills since last year's NFL draft, and we didn't really we didn't really get that. And that was uh, size, speed, and athleticism, right? Mm-hmm. And now this year, Kyrie uh, Kyrie Elam presents all of those tools: size, 6'2", 191 pounds, uh, speed, four three nine forty, and he definitely has the athleticism and the physical gifts. He is now the most uh the most physically opposing player we have in our secondary. And I think that was something the Buffalo Bills was definitely lacking in the cornerback position group and the rest of the secondary. So I love uh, Kyrie Elam pick from from an athletic standpoint. And now you combine that with he excels in press man coverage. He's a smart guy. He's a guy that went to Brandon Bean and the Buffalo Bills scouts during a meeting and, and brought his notes saying, hey, this is what I do in terms of trying to get better as a football player. I have my notes. I see what I write down what the other team do. I write down what other receivers do and what my weaknesses are and how I can get better as a player. And we all know the Buffalo Bills, they love that type of stuff. They love high character guys. They love guys that want to get better and tireless workers day in and day out. So from an athletic standpoint, and a, and a character standpoint, I think Kyer Elam fits exactly what the Buffalo Bills want to do uh, as a defense and as a football team. And that is the main reason why I, I, I love the pick and I don't mind going up to get a player of his caliber. His 2020 tape in college is is better than any college cornerback that came out. Sauce Gardner, uh, uh, Derek Stingley that was drafted third overall. His 2020 tape is very impressive. Now his 2021 tape is not as good. And that's probably why he fell a little bit, but uh, the Buffalo bills and that defense and that defensive staff is going to get, uh, is going to hope to get that 2020 Kyrie Elam. And I think we're going to get it. Lone Wolf. Yes. Be patient, please. Um, <laughs> so Kyrie Elam, you mentioned, you mentioned his size, his 40. I have all of that as well, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a lineage in the NFL his uncle Matt Elam was with the Ravens for three seasons, mm-hmm. and his dad Abram Elam spent eight years in the league with various teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, his only interception came against Trent Edwards of the Buffalo Bills, and was returned for a touchdown. If you were mm-hmm. unaware of that, a rich pretty pretty interesting. So, I'm I'm gonna give Elam the compliment sandwich real quick. So last last year he allowed 19 catches mm-hmm. on 36 targets in the SEC. Um, is it great in terms of just looking at those numbers? No, but you remember who he's playing against a team like Alabama with, with all of their talent at the wide receiver position, it's going to happen, right? So in college, he spent three years at Florida. He totaled 87 tackles. 53 of them were solo 20 passes defended and six interceptions. He does have penalty concerns, though, A. Rich. Last year uh, had seven. He needs to learn how to be less physical with his hands at the NFL level. Mm -hmm. Do I think he can do that? Yes. I think he needs proper coaching, and that's exactly what you're going to get in uh, in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. You're only as good as your last game. That's what Mookie Hawkins said at his his press conference. In Kyrie Elam's last game in college, he did not allow a catch against UCF. And and if you're if you're not already stoked for the Kyrie Olympic, all you got to know is what he said as soon as he was getting drafted by the Buffalo Bills, and you know the line, a eh, Rich. He told them to put the playbook on the, on plane. the plane. Yep. 
Yep. Now, did, got... did, did they do that? No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that, that level of excitement and that level of, hey, let's get to work is just very exciting. And I think I think he's more mature than another rookie based on the fact that he has had family in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's gonna it's gonna be great for the Buffalo Bills. The size was great. I tell you what was the head scratcher to me. This is a man corner. This is a man-to-man -man press corner. And the Bills run a zone scheme. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hint on this right now. I think the Bills are gonna play more man coverage next year with the picks of Kyrie Elam and Terrell Bernard. I think they saw what Kansas City has done to them over the years, and they're figuring out that, hey, zone coverage is good, and, and it works, but it doesn't always work. You have to be able to to bend and decide uh, that. Any any last thoughts on the Kyrie Elam pick before we move on, A. Rich? Sure. Um, I, You know what? I, I do agree. I do think he is a, a press man corner. But I, I do believe the Buffalo Bills, as a defense, Leslie Frazier and that defensive staff, they're going to mix it up. They're going to play zone. They're going to play their zone. They're going to continue to play their zone. And they're going to play their man as well. Where I think where they was lacking last year is um, when they did blitz and when they did try to get to the quarterback they, and they played man in those instances, those cornerbacks that we had had trouble staying with their man. Now I think now with the addition of Avon Miller, and if we want to do things and mix up things on the defensive side of the ball in terms of getting to the quarterback and sending the blicks, now we have a, a man cover corner that can stay with his man for a bit longer of a time, allowing our uh, front four or allowing that pressure to get to the quarterback. And I think that is the biggest difference in the Kair Elam pick. I still think they're going to play their zone corner scheme, but I think they're going to mix up a lot of man coverages as well. And the Buffalo Bills is going to be better prepared and, be and better suited to play those man cover schemes. And, and when your front seven's playing better, your corners play better. When your corners are playing better, your front seven plays better. It, it, it's a proven uh, fact in this league that that's just how it works sometimes. So Kyrie Elam, we're all excited for him. First-round pick of the Buffalo Bills. Again, they move up two picks and lose their fourth. So let's keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. And let's move on to the second round. With the 63rd pick in the NFL draft, of course, the Buffalo Bills decided to trade down not once but twice in the second round. And the Buffalo Bills selected running back James Cook out of Georgia. Of course, if you don't recognize the name, uh, you should. James Cook, the brother of Minnesota Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. He's going to be wearing number 28, just like another former Bills running back in C.J. Spiller. Uh, 5'11", 190. Uh, the interesting fact I have on him, A. Rich, I'm not sure if you knew this one. He grew up in the same, in the same area as, of course, his brother. And Isaiah McKenzie and Devin Singletary are also from that part of Florida, and his, his high school, Miami Central Senior High School, has produced other NFL players like Devonta Freeman and Willis McGahee. Mm. All at his high school. There's something in the water down there in Florida. Yeah. And he was the number one receiving back in the class, exactly what the Buffalo Bills needed when J.D. McKissick's situation happened. And he went back to Washington. And um, last but not least, his quote from his press conference was, hey, this is the perfect fit for me. And I want to say, uh, anybody who's uh, questioning, you know, his reaction to being drafted by the Bills, he was at a loud party, was trying to talk to Brandon Bean on the phone. That's what was happening. He was not 
disappointed to come to the Buffalo Bills. I think he doesn't have a lot of excitement in his voice when he talks. Mm -hmm. He seems like very mellow. So a lot of people could be, um, excuse me, confusing that. Mm -hmm. But he's very excited to be part of the Buffalo Bills. Hey, Rich, your thoughts on James Cook? Uh, I really, really like the James Cook selection. Now, I know all of us Buffalo Bills fans, we had Brees Hall, right? Brees Hall was the guy that was talked about all draft long. Brees Hall, Brees Hall, Brees Hall. And it's unfortunate that not only didn't the Buffalo Bills did not get Brees Hall, Brees Hall landed in the AFC East where we still have to see him twice a year with the New York Jets. But I like James Cook as a solid consolation prize. Let's, let's, let's be... Let's call a spade a spade here. The Buffalo Bills, at the end of the day, they want to be able to throw the ball. The Buffalo Bills, at the end of the day, they want to be as versatile as humanly possible. And that's exactly what you get with a guy uh, like James Cook. I think he is one of the most versatile players, versatile running backs in this NFL. Uh, this kid is 5'11", 199 pounds. By the way, a lot of people saying he's too small. I disagree. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is about 5'11", 202 pounds. Austin Eckler is about 5'8", 195 pounds. Aaron Jones is about 5'9", 200 pounds, right? So I don't think James Cook is, is too small at all. Uh, he does exactly what the Buffalo Bills has been missing and what the Buffalo Bills need. When you have receivers like Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs, Jameson Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie, now we have a guy that, you can check it down to and, to, and can turn five yards into 20, three so yards Rich, into Rich, 10. Let, let, me, let me point a question your way with James <laughs> Cook. One, one that I heard today. Yes. So a, a great player at Georgia, a guy who doesn't have a lot of mileage on him. Yes. He's expected to be the pass-catching running back in Buffalo. That That's what his role is expected to be. Mm. So if he's on the field, do you think defenses have an advantage knowing, hey, the ball may be going to this guy, be ready for it, stuff like that. Do you think that's a worry for, for the Bills if that's how they're going to employ James Cook this year? No, I, I don't think that's a worry for the Bills at all because at the end of the day, you have to have the players to, to match up against a James Cook. And when you have Stephon Diggs and Dawson Knox and Gabriel Davis on the field, you have to play those guys. And now you have to have linebackers that have to be able to try to cover a James Cook. And that could be a problem when you have a a, a running back that has receiver capabilities and has 4-4-2 speed and quickness. 4-4-2 yep, four, 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 elusiveness. He He's learned a lot from his brother. I want to go back to the comments for a little bit. Uh, Jeff says the playbook was on the plane. I'm taking the quote right from the player himself. Kyir Elam said the playbook wasn't on the plane. He did say he received it when he got to the facility. So I'm just taking that quote from him. Lone Wolf says, appreciated everything Levi did for this team. Hats off to him. Hope he does well in Pittsburgh. But it was time for a bigger, more athletic cornerback. Obviously, the Bills agree with their selection. Yep. They didn't want to employ Levi Wallace anymore, which is surprising because he worked very well in this system. And mm -hmm. he looked really good. And now mm -hmm. we're going to see, hey, how is it the system? Is it the guy? It's kind of like a Brady situation again, in, in a way. You know, how how good of a player is he? Uh, Chase says, let's go, Bills Mafia. And Lone Wolf asks, uh, James Cook, a slightly faster McKissick. I don't want to compare him to McKissick just yet. I think he needs to do a little bit more. But I do have his college statistics ready, A. Rich. Mm -hmm. In his career in Georgia, 1,503 rushing yards. He averaged above six yards per carry mm -hmm. each season with 14 rushing touchdowns. And in the receiving room, 
Uh, 67 catches, 730 yards, averaging 10.5 yards per catch last season and six receiving touchdowns. If he averages anything close to 10.5 in the NFL, Mm -hmm. that's almost a guaranteed first down. Mm -hmm. That's what the Buffalo Bills need out Mm -hmm. of them. Uh, You mentioned, of course, Brees Hall was off the board. I don't know if the Buffalo Bills had him ranked higher. I don't know if they had their eye on him. Mm-hmm. We we have what we have. And uh, Kenneth Walker also went off the board mm-hmm. to the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. So James Cook was the next running back on the board. He was ranked as the third running back by uh, most outlets, PFF, NFL, mm-hmm. all those guys. So mm-hmm. based on that, the Buffalo Bills, it looks like, got the guy they wanted. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully it works out for both sides. And here's the thing. A lot of people has him as as like this this third down passing back i think he can be more than that i think says, that's his role says, this year i think this year that's he his can role. run he says he can run between the tackles but a lot of scouts don't don't believe it yet we don't know you know how how much his elusiveness is going to translate to the nfl he, he's a smaller guy we know that i don't know how much of a problem it's going to be but if it is a problem Maybe he's a guy, you know, you put on a toss play, on a pitch play, on an end-around play. How how often is he going to split out wide? So we we don't know these things. The Bills took Khalil Shakir uh, a couple rounds later, and he's taking snaps in the backfield. You have Isaiah McKenzie mm-hmm. who takes snaps in the backfield. You have all these moving pieces, and it's going to be really hard to defend mm-hmm. against a team like Buffalo. Jeff, you're all good, buddy. I just want to make sure people have uh, the correct info. Any more thoughts on the James Cook selection, eh, Rich? Uh, final thoughts on James Cook selection. I, I like it. I like it a lot. It, it brings an added dimension to the Buffalo Bills offense. It brings more versatility to the Buffalo Bills offense. And now, just like you said, with Isaiah McKenzie and, and Khalil Shakur, Shakir, who we'll be talking about in a second, uh, it just it just adds more dimensions to the Buffalo Bills offense and making them an even more potent group. So I, I really like uh, the James Cook selection. And I think he's going to be running back one in the future. Uh, okay. Just just, just throwing that hot take out there. Hot take out there. Lone Wolf says, wonder who they keep now between Moss and Johnson. Um, it's a good question. It, maybe it's neither. <laughs> maybe it's neither of them. Maybe it's it's Singletary and, uh, of course, James Cook. If I, if I was a betting man, which I'm not Lone Wolf, I would put my money on Zach Moss just because he's the younger option. But but Duke Johnson has proven more in the NFL. It, it all depends on how camp goes. I think that's a close battle, kind of mm-hmm. like the punter battle, which we will get to as as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. But we are in the third round. The Buffalo Bills are on the clock once again. Mm-hmm. I believe they stayed put for this selection. And with the 89th yep. pick in the NFL draft, the Buffalo Bills select Terrell Bernard, linebacker out of Baylor. Uh, Bernard's going to wear 43 with the Bills, six foot one, 222 pounds. His stats were, were not bad at all, A. Eh, Rich. 317 total tackles in four years at Baylor. 173 of those 317 were solo tackles. Eight passes defensed, 16 and a half sacks, and three interceptions. Hmm. So he's not a one dimensional guy. He can also blitz which the buffalo bills do like to employ you look at a guy like aj klein who had a lot of success mm-hmm. blitzing here in buffalo obviously was a cap casualty and mm-hmm. a four five nine in the 40 yard dash mm-hmm. were there better players on the board maybe i wanted nicobe dean personally right that, that that's who i wanted 
The injury concerns are there, though, eh, Rich? It's his, it's his neck, it's his shoulder, it's his mm-hmm. knee, it's his leg. It's a torn pack, possibly. We don't know what the issues are. And if the Buffalo Bills were worried about those issues having a lingering effect on his career, you can see why it happened. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Jalen Smith, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, I believe. He, he mm-hmm. fell into the second round when mm-hmm. he was clearly a first-round talent. Mm-hmm. So the Bills go with a safe option here in Terrell Bernard. Uh, what are your thoughts on this pick? So my initial reaction of this pick or for the for this pick for the Buffalo Bills is who who is this guy? What did we did we reach here? I see I seen some negativity out there between guys. He was a fifth round uh slate is going to fifth, and the Bills took him in the third. I was like, what the hell the Bills are doing here? But after I got uh, a moment to sit back in and really dive into him and process things. Uh, I think it's a pretty solid selection. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are are they have a coaching staff, so they believe that their coaching staff can further develop players. And when you further develop players, you can maximize the player ceiling. So now, what what type of attributes do the player have that you cannot teach? One, he's an excellent blitzer. You know, he's a very excellent blitzer. He's fast off the ball, fast off the snap. He's a sideline to sideline uh, linebacker. You said it yourself, 4-9-5-40. You can't teach speed, especially from the linebacker position. Now, hey, right? Rich, you, you mentioned the fact that he's a good blitzer. And you mentioned with James Cook how there's so many different pieces around that it's going to be hard to cover him. It's the same on defense, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're not going to be able to double team a guy like Terrell Bernard. You're not going to be able to to plan for it because you got Von Miller, you got Gregory Rousseau, you got Mm -hmm. all of these guys Mm -hmm. that you have to worry about. The Mm -hmm. people like this guys like Terrell Bernard are really going to shine because of the way that Buffalo's defense just is. And, and obviously, you know, that that's a prediction. I don't know how Terrell Bernard is going to work out. I hope it's really good. Jeff says he wanted Nicobe Dean as well. And Izzy says he wanted Leo Chanel. Thank you for the super chat. Izzy, of course, check out the red zone report each and every Sunday. Any thoughts on Chanel? Um, I think I, Leo Chanel, is that, is that the uh, linebacker? Is he from Wisconsin? That's the linebacker from Wisconsin, I believe. I believe so. I believe that's the line. Let me I, double, I like let me double check for you. I like Leo Chanel. If that's the linebacker from Wisconsin, he's good against the run. Uh, yes, yes, another, Wisconsin in, Badgers. Yes, a, yes, another instinct, an, an instinctual linebacker. I, li- I like Leo Chanel. But at the end of the day, I think the Buffalo Bills chose uh, Terrell Bernard in the third round because of of his athletic traits and his intellectual mind i believe he's one of the one of the, a very bright high football iq guy and the buffalo bills said you know what we're going to select this guy because of the traits he have and because of our organization we believe in our coaching staff and we believe uh despite what the naysayers may think about bernard we believe we can coach up this guy to be uh, a very good football player combined with the traits he already have that you can't teach. And I think that is the main reason the Buffalo Bills went with a Terrell Bernard pick in the third round. And what's there not to believe? The the coaching staff has done an immaculate job in getting the best out of every player that they pick up, whether it be free agency, whether it be the draft. Obviously not every pick. I'm not talking, you know, mm-hmm. seventh rounders working out in every instance, but look at mm-hmm. Dane Jackson. Levi Wallace was undrafted. This coaching staff does 
does a great job of developing players. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- this is where I want to get into more of my man coverage thing. Terrell Bernard, you mentioned he, he did a great job covering in college. There's no reason that's not going to translate. You right. can put him on tight ends. You can put him on Travis Kelsey when that matchup comes again in the playoffs because mm-hmm. I think we're all expecting it. And uh, I have a, um, a quote from him as well. He was asked how his size is going to translate to the NFL being 6'1", 222. Obviously, like linebackers are usually a little heavier. Above 230 is usually where linebackers sit. And he said uh, the NFL is trending towards smaller linebackers. You have to be able to cover, blitz, mm-hmm. and be solid in the run game. Mm-hmm. And I believe mm-hmm. that I can do that very well. Mm-hmm. So that that's the quote from Terrell Bernard. Uh, and Matt Milano was about 6'1", 223 coming out himself. So, you know, and, and he's turned out pretty fine. So uh, a fifth like round pick, pick, a fifth round pick out of Boston College. It, it worked out there for the Buffalo Bills, right? Yes. And Bernard also said, you know, he emulates Milano a lot of ways and he looks yep. up to him and now he's going to be able to pick his pick his brain. Joseph says he likes James Cook. We do, too. We hope he works out for the Buffalo Bills. Yep, I like him Lone Wolf. I guess all those fans who wanted Edmonds traded during the draft are going to have to chill out now. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, it, it's possible that Edmonds gets moved this season before the trade deadline because why wouldn't he? Right? Did, they, uh... did they? They didn't pick up his. They picked up his fifth year option, correct? Yes, they did pick up his fifth year option. So they picked up his fifth year option. This is going to be his last year before going into a contract year. Do you want to pay him? That's the question. That's the question for the Buffalo Bills. Could they pay him? Yeah. Would I be okay with it? Sure. I think he's a very good linebacker, but I just don't know that the Buffalo Bills have that kind of money to invest in that position. Other teams may be able to invest more highly at that position because of other players on the roster making less. The Buffalo Bills are completely stacked. I do I do agree with that. And this is a big year for Matt Milano. This year, Matt, um, excuse me, Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, we're going to see uh, how much he's grown from previous years to this year, that the now 24 year old Tremaine Edmonds. Happy hey, birthday. He, he's, still, he's still young. He can still develop. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear it every year. Mm-hmm. Jeff says, uh, from what I read and heard, he was the heart and soul of that defense. That's true. Uh, regarding Terrell Bernard at yep. uh, Baylor, he mm-hmm. was, I believe he was a captain there. He was just, you know, a guy that you could count on. 20 so, tackles in the Sugar Bowl, I believe. 20 exactly. He had 20 tackles. So he, he, yep. he flies all over the field. I, um, I'm excited to see what Terrell Bernard do. And, I've, and of course, he's going to bring uh, uh, impact uh, impact in terms of uh, special teams, which we don't talk about much. But he's definitely going to be uh, playing a role there initially, even if he's not on the field as much as we hope he is in the future. Izzy with another super chat. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate you. Uh, this is his fifth year. His contract year could be moved. I agree. Just because if, if you're not going to pay him and you know you're not going to pay him, you might as well get something uh, for him. That's just how, how it should work. It works more like that in the NBA than the NFL for for most years, I believe. But, hey, you never know when, when things could make a change. Let's move on to the fifth round, and the Buffalo Bills are on the move again. Shocking, shocking. With the 148th pick in the NFL draft, I believe they packaged one of their six that they traded down with from mm-hmm. day two, mm-hmm. a, a lot a lot of trades were involved uh, mm-hmm. for the Buffalo Bills. And with the 148th pick in the NFL draft, the Buffalo Bills select wide receiver Khalil Shakir from Boise State. 
So he's going to be wearing number 10, just like former Buffalo Bills wide receiver uh, Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. Stands at six foot 190 pounds. His mm-hmm. best year was in 2021 last year, where he had 77 catches for over a thousand yards, 14 and a half yards per catch, mm-hmm. and seven touchdowns. He ran a 4.43 in mm-hmm. the 40 yard dash. He was mm-hmm. graded as a third round pick by PFF mm-hmm. and a fourth round pick by the NFL. Ends up going in the fifth round, pick 148. He just seems like a, a respectful kid. He's he's ready to get to work. And the quote I have for him is um, he is excited to get to work with Josh Allen and earn his respect four years at Boise State, now coming mm-hmm. to the Buffalo Bills. And he's, he's done everything on the field. He's going to mm-hmm. continue to do that. I don't know if this is a possible Isaiah McKenzie replacement. Right now, it's in addition to Isaiah McKenzie. Yes. Uh, I, you know what? I love this pick. This might be my favorite pick for the Buffalo Bills in the entire draft. Khalil Shakur, Shakir, fifth round pick. I think he he could have went a lot sooner than that. This guy does everything. I just gotta <laughs> interrupt you for a second, hey Rich. Are you are you thinking Tupac when you say Khalil? Is that why you're going Shakur and yeah, not I, Shakir? I, 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 I am thinking because you know why his number in, in at Boise State was also number two. <laughs> so it, it, it definitely it definitely reminds me of it uh, uh, a little bit. But Khalil Shakir, I love um, it. I love it. That, that that's gonna be the nickname. Yeah. Somebody's got to be making Tupac. a shirt, Khalil. You know, Khalil Shakir in like Tupac cosplay. Something. I'm something. down with yeah. it. He's definitely my favorite pick of the draft. Uh, this guy, he did everything. He can. He lined up outside. He lined up in the slot. He returned kicks. He returned punts. He took handoffs. Uh, he made one-hand grabs. He caught everything. He's a, a, a high IQ football player. He reminds me. Now, he doesn't have the blocking capabilities like a Cooper Cup. But he, remi- he gives me a poor man's Cooper Cup and a poor man's Debo Samuel type of vibe. And uh, I I think it's an excellent pick. I think he's going to be an immediate impact player for the Buffalo Bills. And um, this is one of the picks where I think that it it makes the Buffalo Bills offense even more potent, even even more dangerous. I'm not worried about any replacements right now. I'm worried about strictly additions. And this guy with a Khalil, with a with a Jamison Crowder as well as Isaiah McKenzie, Shakir being a, a the number five receiver on the Buffalo Bills. Good luck for number four and number five cornerbacks trying to deal with this guy because I think uh, the Buffalo Bills got a steal in the fifth round out of Shakir and uh, selecting Shakir in the fifth round is almost as as criminal as letting Gabriel Davis fall to the fourth round a couple of years back for the Bills. Now, of course, we had to see him produce, but I think that highly uh, of this kid, uh, uh, Khalil Shakir, I think is a, a excellent, excellent draft pick for the Buffalo Bills. And Izzy agrees. He says he's the steal of the draft. I've, that's quite the statement, Izzy. I, I don't know if I can go that far. I hope he's a steal for the Buffalo Bills. We'll say that. Uh, Joseph says he hopes James Cook could be like his brother. Um, I hope it too. I think all Bills fans do, but uh, we we live in in a reality. And James Cook is not the size of Dalvin. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe he has all of the same traits. I believe he's learned from his brother. I don't know that all of it is going to translate because Dalvin was was you know 
amazing coming out of college. I believe he's a top five running back. Probably no doubt about it. Maybe top three in some people's minds. We hope we hope it works out for, for all of these guys. Of course, they're Buffalo Bills players. We and support I, the Buffalo Bills. And I think I think James Cook at the end of the day, he's not the same, he's not the same type of player as his brother. He's not. Uh, his I, brother, his brother's like a bowling ball, the way he runs over defenders, the way right. he can stay on his feet. Now, James Cook has a little bit of it. And and hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe you know things change. If I'm wrong about it, I'll gladly be wrong. When I so think of we'll when see. I think of when I think of James Cook, I'm thinking Alvin Kamara. I'm thinking okay. Austin Austin Eckler. A lot, I'm a lot of that people, type of that type of vibe. A lot of scouts did not like the uh, Alvin Kamara comparison just because of the elite ability that Kamara nice. has when avoiding defenders and staying on his feet. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if James Cook is going to have that moving into mm-hmm. the NFL. Uh, another comment here from David. Don't see us trading Edmonds uh, before during the season, but a linebacker signal caller and captain. Agreed. I, I'm just saying, like, if if you're not planning, excuse me, if you're not planning to to give him a contract, like, what's what's the point? G- give the young guy a time to shine. I've also seen the safeties call plays for the Buffalo Bills in in certain instances. Let's move on to the pick everybody wants to talk about, Avery, especially me. <laughs> <laughs> With the 180th pick in the NFL draft, the Buffalo Bills select the punt god, Matt Ariza out of San Diego State. Four years at San Diego State. So, obviously punters, right? How, how many stats do we have for punters? Probably Probably not that much, but I, I went in and I did my research, guys, okay? I want you to see the proof in the pudding. So, Ariza, let's get to it. Former soccer player mm. uh, with a nickname like the Punt God, that scares me. Imagine getting a ball that size kicked at mm. your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, in total, with his time in San Diego State, he had two punts of 80 yards or more and mm. 18 punts of 60 yards or more. Mm. An interesting fact about Ariza, he punts left-footed, but he throws right-handed. And he mm. also drops the ball with mm. his offhand. So he drops the ball with his right hand, but boots it with, left. Mm-hmm. with his left foot. And I think mm. that's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period mm. because I, I've never heard of that. How does that do with blocking schemes? How does it work? You know, Is it more susceptible to, to have a defender get in there and get a piece of the ball? We'll see. Uh, the main and, – and there's a couple a couple of things that scare you about Ariza. And one thing is his, his leg is mighty powerful. But how much control does he have? How much control does Ariza have? We know he can boot it a mile. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't know how he's going to do in the weather conditions. He said he's excited to, to see, you know, the challenge and he's excited mm-hmm. to get to work. Mm-hmm. We don't know how that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Another problem with Ariza is – he was a kicker in college, so he's done kickoffs. He had, he had a bunch of touchbacks uh, last season, and, and he's kicked field goals. So in a pinch, he can work in that area. But in the NFL, the punter holds the ball for the kicker, and it is your job to make sure you're steady, you know, laces out, all that mm-hmm. stuff, and he's never held in a game. So that that's a concern, and it could be one of the reasons why he was not the first punter off the board. Um, 
the Baltimore Ravens and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took mm-hmm. punchers before Ariza goes off the board. You're mm-hmm. nicknamed the punt god, and you're not the first guy off the board. Absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. He set an NCAA single-season record last year, mm-hmm. averaging 51.2 yards per attempt. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, he worked with Nick Novak, former kicker of the Los Angeles Chargers. He was in the league for 10 years. And current punter Jake Bailey helped um, has been helping him this offseason. Hey, Rich, your thoughts on the punt? God, I love the pick. <laughs> I love the selection for the Buffalo Bills. He's the, he's, he's the punt guy. We had Mac Hack last season. We all seen and heard and felt the frustrations from Mac Hack all season long. And I'm just excited that now we have even our offense being as explosive as it is. I don't expect us to punt much to begin with. But when we do punt, we have a guy that has all the capabilities of flipping the field for the Buffalo Bills and giving our last year's number one defense uh, a, a lot of field and a lot of room to work with. So um, all this other stuff in terms of holding, the holding the ball and make sure the ball, that can be taught. You know, we, we all have to learn things. I didn't learn how to do this. By myself, it took time for me to. I do don't this believe and, that. And get I don't on believe that at all. And it I takes, don't believe it at all. It takes everybody time to learn stuff, and I think once again, the Buffalo Bills believe in that coaching staff, believe in 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 what they have with their men in their facility that they can they can teach Matt uh, a high another high IQ guy uh, to hold the ball with with some time and some some patience, and I think I think he will be fine in that regard and. Uh, I love the pick, man. Why you have to draft when you have a guy like Matt Hack, and we had the experience with him last year. If a guy named nicknamed the Punt God is on the board, you have to take him. Yeah, you have to take him. I love this. I was, I was I was so happy when they took Matt Arise. I want to get to some comments before we go on about it. Uh, Joseph says he looks pretty awesome. We agree. Kevin says Ariza is a future Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Kevin's a Packers fan, and I want to know if you're still crying about the fact that the Packers didn't grab a wide receiver in the first round for the millionth year in a row. Let me know. <laughs> they got Christian oh. Watson. I like Christian Watson. Six four, Christian six four Watson's receiver. good, but he's still got to develop. But nobody, nobody screwed the pack. Like nobody was screwed more than the Green Bay Packers in the draft by not not being able to select a wide receiver because there was already six off the board. Mm-hmm. So Alvarado right. says. He looks like he's in good shape for a punter. We can use him to fake punts too. Uh, possibly. I, I don't think you're really going to need that that much. The Buffalo Bills punted the least amount of any team in the league last year. Mm-hmm. So having the punt god is is just an extra an extra weapon, weapon. for the Bills, right? Added, added dimension. A super chat from TiVo 1997. This is Chris. Uh, he says, Danny, this is for you. So, hey, Rich, you can step off real quick. <laughs> he's real excited for the punt. God, mm-hmm. uh, he loves the cook pick as well as Elam, Super Bowl bound, and RIP to Dwayne Haskins on his 25th birthday. Uh, that's true. Uh, rest rest in peace. peace, Mr. Dwayne mm-hmm. Haskins. Peter, Peter's here, buddy. Uh, rewind it and watch the intro to the show because you're, you're gonna crack up for sure. Appreciate you coming out. Uh, Joseph says him and Bash should be the guys for the Bills. Mm-hmm. I think they will mm-hmm. be. Hey, Rich, I, I want to ask you this uh, before before I do. Uh, Arise's first tweet when he was drafted by the Bills. You know what it was. It was, hey, 
Somebody give me a table, please. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's you think. Go on. And that's something else that you know. I think us as Buffalo Bills fans, we come to appreciate these these guys. These guys that's being selected are excited to come to the Buffalo Bills. The did, did you see? Did you see the picture? Did you see the picture? Um, comparing Gilmore to Elam's reaction of being I drafted did. by the Buffalo Bills. I did. Absolutely Amazing. insane. Yes. So you're very excited about the punt god. Everybody's excited. Matt Hawk is not as bad as he proved to be last year. And Sean McDermott said it himself. He came out. He said, hey, Matt Hawk had, had a bad year last year. Do you think Hawk has a chance against Ariza in this punter battle? No. <laughs> I think I think he's gone. I think he's 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 Stephen Hoshka of a couple Stephen Hoshka of a couple of of a couple of years ago when 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 uh when Bass came in Bass came in he won that job I think I think um time is of the essence for for Mr Matt Matt Hawk right now okay I'm I'm fine with it I'm I'm good mm -hmm. with it mm -hmm. we got we have a few more picks for the Buffalo Bills before we sign off so let's keep moving and we're staying in the sixth round. With the 185th pick in the NFL draft, the Buffalo Bills select cornerback. Once again, we're double dipping here. Christian Benford out of Villanova, four years there. Six foot one, 205 pounds. I want to go over these stats, eh, Rich? And I'm going to go over them slowly because he's impressive. I was confused with these statistics. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. He played four years at Villanova, right? 14 tackles. Now, he is a corner, but he had 14 tackles, right? Mm -hmm. Two passes defended. Two passes defended as a cornerback through four years of Villanova. So I'm wondering right now, why is this guy off the board? Why is he on the Buffalo Bills? Why did they just draft him? He had 13 interceptions, Rich. 13 mm -hmm. interceptions through his four years. So he's got a big body at 6'1", kind of like Kyrie Elam at 6'2". He plays physical. He's a zone coverage corner, unlike Elam, who's a little better in press man, but I think he's going to be able to do both. Um, the problem with Benford is he struggles shedding blocks, and that's a worry at the pro level because if you can't really do that at the college level, it's kind of only going to get worse from there. I don't think that's really something you can you – can, you can learn, you know – tricks but i don't know how much better he's going to become with that he was a projected seventh round pick he goes in the sixth round of the buffalo bills your thoughts on benford For, first of all before you get into your thoughts is he going to make the team i think he has a shot okay <laughs> I, I i think i think this kid benford has a legitimate shot to make the buffalo bills team he no 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 just because of the 13 interceptions Yes. Because I need to hear this. Think about think about all right, let's think of, let, let's put this in perspective. Dane Jackson was the 7th round pick that made the team. Levi Wallace was an undrafted cornerback that made the team. EJ Gaines' best year was with the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills they make something of cornerbacks. And even if we haven't heard of him, and I think Christian Benford is another guy that the Buffalo Bills can make something of. I think at being 6'1", he has, he has some physical traits, some physical tools. He's not the fastest guy. I believe he ran a 4'5", 240 in the combine. Um, 
but I believe with with his 13 interceptions, he's he's always around the ball. He has a a ball hawk mentality to him. Uh, I think if he can if he can tackle, if he can tackle and and excel in that zone scheme, I think he has a chance. With the Buffalo Bills, they have Elam, Tre'Davious White, Dane Jackson, uh, Teron Johnson, and I think two two cornerback positions is up in the air. You got Cam, you got Cam Lewis, you got Elijah Griffin. Uh, those guys are not guaranteed to make the ball club. So I do think Christian Benford uh, has a shot to make the Buffalo Bills team, and I'm excited to see this kid because. Um, I was I was impressed with the little I did see from from Christian Benford out of uh, Villanova. I don't think that he's necessarily a bad player, right? I I think his stats are are quizzical at best to me. I, I understand, you know, the thirteen interceptions. You take a flyer on him; it's a sixth round pick. It's a corner, so you, you expect him, you know, to compete. And and, and I I see where you're going with it. But the reason I can't see a guy like Benford making the team is because how deep the Bills are at other positions. How many wide receivers are going to make the team? You got Diggs, you got Davis, you have McKenzie, you have now your your wide receiver in the draft, Khalil Shakir, you have Jamison Crowder, you have two tight ends that are going to make it, three running backs, how many quarterbacks are going to come out? You, you don't know these things. So I I don't know that Benford's going to make it. Sixth round, 185. I hope he does. I hope he's very successful. Nothing mm-hmm. but the best for the kid. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. See, Seeing what I saw, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'm also not an NFL scout, never claimed to be. All my mm-hmm. stats are from ESPN.com and PFF. I, I, I do my research. So we'll see about Benford. I'm, I'm optimistic about everybody. Mm-hmm. Let me tell mm-hmm. you that, A. Rich. And we're moving on. In the sixth round, once again, the Bills originally had Four sixth-round picks after all the trades they did on day two uh, turned into three. And with this one, it's going to be Luke Tenuta, the offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. He comes off the board at pick 209. I think this guy is probably the worst player the Buffalo Bills drafted. (laughs) Um, No offense to the guy, of course. Uh, I think he's a long shot to make the team. Now – it says something that they drafted a tackle instead of a guard. I think they're really going to try to to give Cody Ford a second chance. Now, I don't know how many Bills fans are in love with that. I will say Aaron Cromer is a very respected offensive line coach. And if, if you want to give Cody Ford another chance, I'm okay with it. If you teach him one position instead of four or five, let him play guard and we'll be okay. Don't be moving him around to tackle. Don't be doing all this. Tenuta played both tackle positions in college. He has leverage issues. He's he's a long shot to make the team. Short arms, six mm. foot nine, three twenty two. Mm. I I don't see Tenuta making it out of camp with the Bills. Uh you know, you never know. I don't think so either. So what it is, I see what it is with these picks now is like yep. you know the, the Brandon Bean knows it's a diamond that. in the rough. It's somebody that can that can compete. For a roster spot, hopefully, and and you have to do your best to see who's going to fit the mold of the team. Giving up on Wyatt Teller as quickly as he did is going to give guys like Cody Ford and Luke Tanetta more more patience 
And he mentioned floor, that. From the front I don't know if you saw that. Brandon Bean mentioned that in his press conference. Mm-hmm. Hey, we gave up on Wyatt a little too quickly. Mm-hmm. And and he mentioned that that was one of his biggest mistakes. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. But Tanuta, man, I just don't see a lot from him. I, I I don't I don't see why he was he was picked here. He was he was projected as an undrafted um player as well. So mm-hmm. the Bills take him in the sixth round at 209. Now there's not a lot of picks left. Of course, mm-hmm. there's 253 mm-hmm. picks in the NFL draft. Tanuta comes off. Good for him. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he he's in the NFL. I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how much of a chance he has to make the team. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm not sure either. We'll see. Um, you know, six eight tall guy. You know, doesn't you know that that leverage could be a could be an issue. Uh, the uh defensive lineman can get under his pads. Not uh, great, great with great his easy. hands. Not great with shorter, his hands. Shorter shorter arms, so he doesn't have the reach. Um, we'll let's see. move on. Yeah, we'll let's see. He's a six round pick, so we I, I'm not gonna complain of too course. much. He's a six round pick. If, how if much he misses. Pick? If Brandon Bean misses on a sixth-round pick, I think uh, we would be okay with it. Lone Wolf says Benford could make it as a special teams player. Maybe. I hope so. Uh, Joseph says we should have traded Ford. Um, I think the reason that he didn't do that is is because of the Wyatt Teller situation that uh, Akeem just brought up. Lone Wolf, isn't this Ford's first time coming into a season without having off-season surgery? Quite possibly. Um, I'm not sure on that. I cannot do any research at the moment, but <laughs> we, we'll, we'll come back to that at a different time. And the final pick from the yes, Buffalo sir. Bills is in the seventh round at pick 231, and it's going to be Balin Specter. This is one of those football names, Rich, where I've never met a Balin. I don't know if you have, but, <laughs> man, these never. guys have some have some crazy names, huh? Mm-hmm. Five years at Clemson, he redshirted one. 191 total tackles, nine sacks and interception through those five years. Mm-hmm. He's a former safety, uh, an average athlete, but he has great instincts. Not great in coverage, but I think he's he's smart, and uh, they think he's going to compete at the linebacker position. I think there was needed competition at those uh, backup positions. We'll see about Spectre. I'm not, I'm not as pessimistic about Spectre as I am about Tenuta. Uh, what are your thoughts on Spectre, the Clemson boy? Uh it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if he can make the team and stick. I'm, I'm, I was a little surprised that the Buffalo Bills went back to the linebacker well once again because double dipping, yeah, double dipping. Because well, first let me, of all, let me ask you I'm, this, I'm yeah. high on Terrell Dotson. I like to I, I like Terrell Dotson for the Buffalo Bills. I think he could come in and sell packages and do some things. I think he could come in in relief if God forbid somebody get injured at linebacker and 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 capable of holding his own. So I like Terrell maybe, Dotson. Maybe maybe they're looking for a guy behind Dotson as well because you got you got to look at those other levels. I want to ask you this: We're we're on to the last pick. Mm-hmm. The Bills have taken a linebacker with Specter. There's no safeties. Benford's not going to move to safety, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. We know Elam's going to play corner. Mm-hmm. Does this do anything for the Jordan Poyer contract situation in your mind? Or do you think, hey, the Bills could wait until next year's draft or next year's free agency to uh, take a look at that position? That's exactly what I think. I think that uh, anything- Steve, Steve says the Villanova cornerback, who he's referring to, 
Benford will move to safety. He's just like Hyden Poyer. Hyde didn't move to safety until later on in his career. He played corner mostly in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I think Poyer came in as a safety, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Maybe he came in as a corner, but he was he a late think, round. I think he came in as a corner. Mm-hmm. He was a late round pick, and he had to do whatever it took to make a team mm-hmm. at that point. I believe either Cleveland or Philly. Cleveland. Uh, oh, Philly Cleveland. drafted him. Philly drafted Philly him. Drafted him. He, he played. Mm-hmm. He played a couple of years in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do move him. But mm-hmm. even if they do, even if they do move Benford, he's a sixth round pick. I don't think he's going to be expected to take over the reins as a starting safety in his second year. So do you think this does anything for, for the Jordan Poyer stands out there that are wondering what his situation's like? Uh, not necessarily. I think that's something that the Buffalo Bills would like to address uh, li- later this season, possibly, and maybe even in the offseason. And if it doesn't work out, then they'll look to uh, to upgrade look to draft or add, one possibly add or you know add one then i think that's that's okay. all it, that's all it says about uh about this situation but as fast fans and not drafting the safety is like okay we're, we're comfortable with jordan poyer we don't have to exactly. we don't have to raise any speculation type questions about jordan poyer's future right now exactly so specter is the last pick off the board in the seventh round mm-hmm. does he make the team Maybe. And maybe he's a practice squad guy. Some of these guys could be moved to the practice squad Mm -hmm. if if no other team wants to pick them up. And that concludes the seventh the seven rounds. Not they didn't take seven players. The six picks by the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. But obviously there were some undrafted free agents signed by the Buffalo Bills, eh, Rich? Mm -hmm. I don't know if if you have the positions, you have the players, but I have them ready for you. So okay. I want to get to this, the Buffalo Bills undrafted free agent signings. Let me count them up for you. It looks like there is 10, 4, okay. 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 10 players. Uh, there's a lot of names here that I don't recognize. I haven't mm-hmm. done too mm-hmm. much homework on these guys just because, excuse me, they are undrafted free agents. Now, Levi Wallace was an undrafted free agent, and it really worked out with him. So you can say, hey, you know, he could be the next Levi Wall. Yeah, he could be, but that doesn't always mean that. Right. So undrafted free agents. The first one on my list is an offensive lineman out of UCLA. His name's Alec Anderson. He played mostly tackle in mm-hmm. college, mm-hmm. but um, most scouts believe he could move to guard in the mm-hmm. NFL if, if he sticks. They picked up a running back, Raheem Blackshear out of Virginia Tech. Who was teammates with Luke Tenuta mm-hmm. out of Virginia Tech from the uh, sixth round? So maybe that gives him a little bit of a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy who's really versatile. I don't know. Again, I, I I wouldn't expect any of these undrafted signings to make the team except for one. And I do have some stats on him once we get to him. They picked up a defensive tackle, Prince Emily which does not sound like a male football player. However, it is a defensive tackle out of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Quakers. Never Mm. heard of that college. Mm. I saw that next to his name, it said Penn. So I was thinking, hey, Penn State. So I looked into it. It was not Penn State, the Pennsylvania Mm. Quakers. Mm -hmm. They picked up a wide receiver, Keith Corbin, out of Jackson State. Now, why is that interesting? That is interesting because at the Jackson State Pro Day, there were six teams to not have a representative there. Jackson State is that college that Deion Sanders coaches. And the six teams that didn't show up, Deion Sanders made a big fuss 
about the teams that didn't show up. One of those teams that didn't show up was the Buffalo Bills. However, they did pick up Keith Corbin mm. from Jackson State, the wide receiver. Interesting. Cornerback, another one, a rich Trayvon Fuller out of Tulsa was signed. Mm. We have a defensive end who is Kingsley Jonathan. It is not Jonathan Kingsley. It is Kingsley Jonathan out of Syracuse. Another offensive lineman out of Texas, Derek Kerstetter. And two more wide receivers to end it off in Neil Pau out of Brigham Young and Malik Williams out of Appalachian State. Now the final player on this list, I do have some numbers for Rich, and, and it, it excites me a little bit. And that is Jalen Weidermeyer, the tight end out of Texas A&M, signed with the Buffalo Bills. Throughout his college career, 118 catches for 1,468 yards and 16 receiving touchdowns. How was he not drafted with numbers like that? Tell me, how was a guy like that not drafted? The fact that the Buffalo Bills bring another tight end in, you know, you thought, hey, Maybe they're impressed with Tommy Doyle and he's going to be, you know, the the third guy and, and maybe he makes the team. He's going mm-hmm. to have some competition in Weidermeyer out of Texas A&M. Um, yeah, he is. I, 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 I like him. I think he I think he didn't get drafted because I don't think he's as athletically gifted as. A lot of other players in a in a okay. uh, in a in the NFL draft at the especially but, but at the figure, but figure, but figure five five three forty. He ran he ran a five. He you know he couldn't get under. He ran a five point zero three forty on the in the combine. You Fi- know, figure the numbers end. like that. You wouldn't mm-hmm. you wouldn't throw your seventh round pick at that. I might. Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, why not? And and for the Buffalo Bills, he he could be a still at the tight end position because if you think about it. Uh, what do the Bills have at tight end? We have Dawson Knox. We have O.J. Howard, who's on a one-year deal. We have yep. Tommy Sweeney, who's a seventh-round pick. So out of all the undrafted players that the Buffalo Bills do have, and when you look at Jalen's resume, especially playing in the SEC, this is a guy that being an undrafted player uh, coming out, uh, this is a guy that has an, an opportunity to possibly stick with the team. He, he's big. And, and maybe – Maybe it's on the practice squad. Who knows, right? But I, I think it's interesting that they decided to add a tight end. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to happen during the draft. Mm-hmm. But some tight ends did go off the board in that mm-hmm. second round. I don't know if the Bills were looking at any of them. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's when they decided, hey, maybe Weidermeyer is interested in signing here. And they end up getting him. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be it for the Buffalo Bills draft. We mentioned the B at the start of the show for the draft grade. Is there any final thoughts you have, A. Rich, before we sign off for the great people who have been catching Conflict of Interest brought to you by Built in Buffalo? Uh, I think uh, you know you have Elam, you have Jalen James Cook, you have uh, the punt god, you have Shakir, Shakir, I think you have four players that's going to come and make an impact this year for the Buffalo Bills and possibly me, a let, fifth let me, in the future in Bernard. Let, let me let me fix that that statement there. Your Twitter, which I'm following, of course, at KingRich underscore 987. If you're not yet, be sure to get to know him. Believe you said you believe four or five players are going to make mm-hmm. this team. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Was yep. it five? I said uh, four and a possible. Four okay. and a possible. Definitely well, with the four I mentioned. Who is the possible? Is that Benford? 
Uh so I have I have obviously Elam. Yep. Uh Elam, Cook, Punt God, Shakir, and then I have Bernard. In terms of making an impact, I don't I don't remember exactly what I said okay, on Twitter. Okay. But in terms of making an impact, I believe those okay, five players impact. Okay. can definitely can definitely make an impact. I thought I players. thought you would meant on the team because I mm-hmm. believe probably five 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 guys maybe make this team. It's right. deep. It's gonna mm-hmm. be hard. These guys are not coming into the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans. You're not coming into training camp with like, hey, my job's guaranteed next year. I'm going to be a part of this Buffalo Bills team that's going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's not how these guys should feel because they need to be worried. Mm-hmm. They need to be scared. Hey, like I'm on the chopping block already. Before before you hit the field, I think Ariza makes the team. He, I think he's yes. a lock. Yes. Elam is a lock. lock. James Cook is a lock. I think yeah. Bernard is a lock. But yeah. after that, is Shakir a lock mm-hmm. because they moved up to get him. Mm-hmm. After that, I think I think you're you're treading you're treading lower. We don't right. know what's going on. So both of us with the B draft grade, after going over all the statistics and everything mm-hmm. that we know about these players now, do you still stand with that B grade A rich? Uh yes. I'm gonna still stand with the B. I'm gonna still stand with the B grade. Of course, you see a lot of players all, all go off the board that you probably we probably would have wanted, and we say, "Damn, the Buffalo Bills could have we could we have been more aggressive? Could we have mortgages?" I know, I know you wanted that. I know, you know you wanted the Bills could, to. Could to we go have done that? Somebody. But overall, with the players that we selected, I, I believe that they selected players of need, like we both spoke about earlier, and I think they selected players that have. Uh, 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 a versatility package to their game. And I think the Bills did a great job in selecting players that offer a ton of versatility and added dimensions to their offensive defense. So I'm going to give it a B. Okay, so we're going to stick with the B for both of us, uh, mm-hmm. the real Dan Kelly, A. Rich, both mm-hmm. sticking with a B for our Buffalo Bills draft grade. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already, please <laughs> like, share, subscribe, follow, uh, tweet us. Of course, we are with Built in Buffalo. There's new content each and every day. Be sure yes. to keep up with everything that's going on with Built in Buffalo. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, guys. It, it's the easiest way for us to see you, the easiest way to get your comments on the screen. We love our Facebook crowd. We know that's where you guys are. I know that's where the views are coming from. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's not just the live shows. There are other uh, videos being posted all mm-hmm. the time. Josh Allen highlights, uh, mm-hmm. national media's thoughts, stuff like mm-hmm. that, all mm-hmm. on the YouTube channel, Built in Buffalo. Please be sure to follow and subscribe over there. I'm the real Dan Kelly. That's a rich. This is Conflict of Interest. I do want to mention to you guys, we've always done things a little different here where we talk about the Bills sometimes. We talk about other teams sometimes. I do want to mention that focus is switching. This is going to be a Buffalo Bills-centric show. We're going to follow the team, give you all the information you need, all the stats, advanced statistics. That's what I'm trying to go into into mm-hmm. with you guys so we have all the information that you're not getting elsewhere, that you're not getting from other outlets. Maybe mm-hmm. we're, we're telling you something different. So please be sure to keep up with us. We appreciate all of you. A. Rich, sign us off. I'm losing my breath. A Rich, uh, Real Dan Kelly, it's been an excellent show. Please stick in tune. Stay in tune with the Conflict of Interest each and every Tuesday night, 8.15 p.m. on the Built in Buffalo Network. We enjoyed everybody tonight. Uh, it was a, it was a, a, an amazing weekend for Buffalo Bills fans. We got to see uh, who is now the newfound Buffalo Bills players. 
uh, the, the NFL schedule is coming out in about nine days. So me, myself, Dan Kelly, we'll definitely d- dive into the NFL. What schedule. a show that's going to be. That oh should my be, goodness. That should, that should be exciting as well. And uh, stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. A lot of the great things coming up from the conflict of interest, as well as uh, everybody else from the Bills and Buffalo network. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, A. Rich, Akeem Richens. That is the real Dan Kelly. And ladies and gentlemen, until next time. Go A. Rich Bills. is wearing a suit next time. Yes, probably not. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> go Bills.